Welcome to the Health Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Dr. Rogelio Ralzola, a PhD in health, exercise, and sports science, a strength coach with over a decade of experience in personal, collegiate, and professional settings, and a sports scientist whose main goal is to use testing and data to maximize your health and performance. And I'm Brooke West, holistic registered dietitian, practicing the perfect combination of a functional nutrition, science-based root cause approach, and hippie magic, with areas of expertise in women's health and hormones, gut health, and micronutrient balance. We believe that health is multifaceted, but not as complicated as others make it seem. Our mission is to share what works and what's BS in the health industry, all while having a good time doing it. Expect us to share everything from new research to tried and true health philosophies to alternative health therapies and the occasional controversial topic. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Health Unfiltered. I am joined today with my vibrant as ever co-host, Dr. Robo. What's up? Wow. I don't, I don't know if everyone's anyone has ever described me as vibrant, but I'll take it. I wanted to give Today's you a good, a good compliment day. today. I felt like you needed to pick me up. <laughs> I feel great. So vibrant vibrant works, I think. Um, wow. I'm going to add that to my resume now. <laughs> vibrant worker. It's on uh, LinkedIn, like it. waiting for people it's to endorse you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a vibrant joy um, of life. Vibrant. Like, well, what's your work experience like? It doesn't matter. I'm just a vibrant person. And I'm a personality hire is what I am. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Uh, I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. And I'm super excited to introduce our guest today, Kaylin White. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Of course. Thank you for being on. Yes. Okay. So before we you know, kick off into our, our usual, um, I want to introduce Kaylin. Kaylin White is a certified mindful mediator and meditator. I messed that up. Mindful meditator and breathwork leader. <laughs> Starting strong. Starting strong. I'm also a mediator at times. Probably. I can imagine. Um, <laughs> and it is her mission to help others heal through the power of breath. She's the owner of Breathe With Me, Kaylin Bree Meditations, and she's the co-host of the Heal Your Life podcast. And she's the author of Goldify and Change Your Story. She helps people worldwide harness the power of self-healing. Her journey is one of harmonious health, manifesting, and spiritual connection. So you know I'm about to love this entire conversation. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you. Wow. Appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, thank you for taking time out of your, what I'm sure is busy day, uh, to come on and talk with us. Yes. Nothing like a good Monday podcast recording time. I need it. I'm ready. <laughs> and you're in Florida, right? I am, St. Augustine. How is life in St. Augustine? Balmy, beautiful, beachy. <laughs> you just have to love the hot, which I do, and mm. embrace it and just be ready for it to be hot forever. And then when the cool days come, you can take a breath of fresh air. <laughs> I've got so much vitamin D packed in me that I feel like I'm good for the winter. Yeah. Talking about vitamin D. I don't think I've ever been to Florida in the summer, but I can imagine it's an experience. Really? I usually go in the winter, yeah. you know, or like the spring or the fall. Yeah. Mm, a classic snowbird. Yeah, you know. Probably gotcha. smart of you, Brooke, but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, you got to do it at least once just to see that heat, that heavy mm -hmm. heat, and you got to just be at the beach. That's your goal. I'm well, we spent two years in Mississippi, right, which was horrible uh, for the humidity and the heat. 
I imagine the it's kind of the same, except for at least you get to be by a beach yes. in Florida, yes. unless you're in Gulfport. Which brings the breeze, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you doing today, Rowboat? I'm good. We uh, got, so, we you know, we just moved into the new house. Um, our last piece hey. for now of uh, outdoor furniture came in. We have this beautiful big deck in the back um, that oversees our parking spots. Um, and I'm excited to be able to sit out there and just live a little. It's going to yeah. be a good time. Just be. You know? Yeah, just be in, in a spot that's like, it's like, it's so it's behind our house. So um, it doesn't get hit with the sun too much. And then uh, when it... When the sun starts to go down, it's like it's really nice. Um, you can kind of see a sunset, a bit of a sunset through the buildings, um, and yeah. So I'm just excited to sit in it. We'll build it, sit in it, and then just just be. It's gonna be a good time. Nice. That yeah. is exciting. I'll have to come visit you sometime. I have no idea when I'll be back in the yes. states, but yeah. I gotta come up to. Oh, Baltimore. so good. <laughs> yeah, you should. Uh, well, I'm Make sure it's during the season, so you can catch a game. Yeah, I need to also, like plan this better because right now it's rainy season here, so like I feel very pale. Yeah. I'm very jealous of Kaylin's tan. Um, <laughs> I can't stop. I can't. Like stop. I'm because I'm not really outside that much. And I'm like, dang, I should have planned this better. I could have gone back to the you states for go summer. Outside. Yeah, <laughs> I go outside. That's where it's at. I feel like I'm always outside. My skin and my body yeah. has definitely adjusted like living somewhere i oh, i swear though it's also the way i eat it makes a really big difference in how i tolerate yeah. and like sunburns and stuff so oh yeah. i thought you were gonna say it makes you more or less white and i was like that's crazy i never heard of that <laughs> no but. no i but i mean i used to burn like crazy and i think i'm just adjusting and i'm eating better and being more mindful of that so makes a big difference i swear it yeah. does and also probably just spending more time outside than you used to right like you just have a nice layer. <laughs> you, I feel like where you are have. is all shade and beautiful leaves and trees. Yeah. Like I walk outside, it's flat, it's sun. It's <laughs> yeah. right down on me. You cannot avoid like, it. Wow, it is so hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Very spicy. Well, I am really excited to dive into our topic today. But before we get started, I wanted to start with a question of the week. So this is really one for Ro and I both to speak to, um, but this question is from a listener and it says, the first few days of my period, I am exhausted and don't want to work out. What should I do to change this or is it okay to rest? I'm going to pass it to you first, Ro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never rest. Always work through <laughs> no. it. Uh, you know you know how I be. No, uh, I think the, um, the first thing, it's just like, and we've talked about it ad nauseum in this podcast. Um, if you are feeling like really tired and you just can't do something that day, unless you are competing, unless you are, you know, at like some sort of like pinnacle of um, elite sports or something that's like like where you have to show up, then by all means, take your rest day. I mean, your body's really good at um, trying to tell you what's going on. And, you know, sometimes it's like, like, you know, we'll get to, to this question, but if you have had like a really bad night of sleep and it's just kind of a one-off, then like, yeah, maybe power through that. You know, it's not going to happen again. Um, but let's say it's a super stressful week because, you know, we've been moving um, or work was just like really tough. You had to stay late. It threw off everything. Um, then take the rest day or do less, right? There's no, there's no rule that says when you go to the gym, you have to go 100% every time. 
So maybe you take that full rest day or you're like, hey, I'm just going to go do my favorite movement or I'm going to go do everything, but just cut the volume. So I'm going to do one set instead of two or three or two instead of three and four. Um, and just understand that like your body is trying to tell you something. Um, and it also may be that like you are probably tired because you are under fueled or you have high stress. Like I can't speak to, you know, going through a menstrual cycle or anything, but like I can speak to being tired and feeling like I don't want to do something. And if it is, if I check all the boxes and I'm like, yeah, I just, today is not that day, then that is fine. Today is not that day. It doesn't mean it throws off any sort of long-term plan um, or that you should feel bad about it because you should feel really good about being so in tune with yourself that you're like, let me take this day and I'll go back the next day or two days whenever I'm um, feeling ready for it again. So those are my immediate thoughts. Yeah, I definitely second everything you said. And we actually did a full episode on this. There's a whole episode about exercise and your cycle because oh yeah, well, yeah, it's ago. it's in there though. It's in the archives. We've, we've had a lot <laughs> of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but our hormones change throughout the month. And that's what's, I think, beautiful about being a woman. And also then it's normal to sometimes we're going to have a lot of energy and sometimes we might not. If you're super exhausted, I would say that's a symptom your body's trying to communicate with you. But also it's pretty normal to just be lower energy uh, around the time of your period. So I'm a big fan of rest if you need it. Don't force yourself and power through. And you can just do something light like Rose said, like ease back your workout or you can just go for a walk. Um, so as always, we're always going to come back to the root, which is listen to your body. Just listen to your body. Mm-hmm. Easy answer. <laughs> nice so today's topic that we're going to dive into uh well first i want to dive deep into kaylin's story of transformation and how she really turned a diagnosis and chronic pain into purpose i love to hear the connection between everyone's personal stories and the professional journey because i feel like every practitioner that has a heart really behind what they do there's a story there Um, and then we're going to talk about breath work and meditation and these modalities that she now supports others with on their own healing journey so i'm excited so i'm going to take um the same thing i did for chrissy and i'm going to ask you uh, the first question inspired by your podcast (laughs) was will you share about your personal healing journey and how that looked for you and how it might have led to what you now do professionally Yes, absolutely. So it's a long journey that I have had many ups and downs with. I was at a war with my body for many years. So for 35 years, I lived in literally chronic pain all over my body. So it was waking up with a headache, waking up with stomach ache. Um, would it be a migraine that day? Would my neck go out? I'd vacuum and my hip would go out. I'd get in the car and my rib would go out. When I say go out, I mean adjustments. Like you're, when you go to a chiropractor, it goes out of place and you go to get it adjusted back into place. That's what I mean. And for most of my life, nobody really knew. It was like kind of an autoimmune, kind of a ligament disorder. Like, were, are you inflamed? Are you normal? Were you defective at birth? Like nobody really knew doctor after doctor after doctor, lab test. It was like blood work and all of the different testing I could do. The only thing that really helped me was 
chiropractic at an early age. I went when I was 10 and they kind of felt like Humpty Dumpty. They put me back together and then I would break all over again. I, I held my adjustments for maybe three days tops. You know, most people will go, they'll hold for like a month, a couple weeks at least. Um, then uh, when I was in my 20s, I mean, I went through my self-sabotage years because after a while you were just like, well, this is it. I'm, if I'm going to be in pain, I might as well party have a good Hello. time doing it really I mean, okay let's go um so i'm glad we're all 20s, crazy that's what i did right like that's what we do um and from that i just really spiraled into inflammation uh and thyroid issues and i ended up getting some blood work at just a routine checkup it's just a routine and they said uh your TPO antibodies, which are in the thyroid, are 400 and some, and just call me back, come, come back when your hair falls out. And Stop. I did not like that answer. Wow. I did not like that answer. Wow. I was furious and I cried about this diagnosis, which it wasn't really. They said possible lupus. They said um, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. They said whatever, you know, autoimmune, thyroid for sure. So couple of weeks later, I walk into my chiropractic office and, you know, I'm really at this point, like I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, but I just feel like this is a lifelong diagnosis. I feel like no one can help me. Right. It was like, I've tried everything. I had already like been down sort of this weight loss journey. I was like, I'm trying to walk. I'm trying to do the things. And a couple of weeks later, I had walked into my chiropractic office and he said, sorry, I'm late. I'm working on a holistic thyroid healing program. And I said, I would like to be your first candidate, please. <laughs> and I was like, sign me up. So we went through a very, very rigorous transformation of everything that I knew and loved. It was goodbye, everything, all my vices. You got to give up the booze. You got to give up the restaurants. You got to give up the bread. No more dairy. The goodbye nuts. It was like all of the things that I had food sensitivities to, which was a great way to test for me, was a food sensitivity, sensitivity test. Um, and it was like, you got to cut everything that you love out of your life. And I, again, cried for three days. And I was like, okay, here we go again. <laughs> and started to feel minutely better. Um, you know, with each bite that I was taking, it was either helping me or hurting me on many higher levels than a normal person. It was the, I was so sensitive to everything. It was down to the core of my ligaments that were holding my bones together. And little did I know at that time that it was part of an emotional thing as well. So I just kept going science with it. I was like, diet, let's go. Supplements, let's go. And I mean, I, I revamped everything. I thought I was being healthy. That was the scary thing. Mm, I was like, yeah. I'm taking my multivitamin, you know, I'm good. <laughs> and it wasn't. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need, right? It's the Flintstones, right? <laughs> no, it's not all you need at all. And I was like, I drink my water, but I found out my levels were much different, even from, you know, Chrissy went through this with me and much different from hers. And I even found supplements that could help me with anxiety and sleep, like the beautiful rest that I needed and I wasn't repairing. So I, uh, I revamped my literal entire life. It took me, it was supposed to be a three month program. It took me about a year. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little stubborn with some things. Um, so, um, but in the end, 
you end up really truly loving what you eat and you can still have some of those things it just can't be every day three times a day right sure so um from my my thyroid program with um it was it's called the heal protocol program it's virtual all over the world um at the heal academy and i learned so much about myself and the first thing i learned was you are not trusting yourself or your body you are at war with every cell that you have. And so that launched another beautiful journey of meditation and breath work and centering. I started to breathe into my stomach and cure stomach aches. Like I couldn't eat food without a stomach ache for a year and a half, like inflamed bowels, inflamed intestines. Like what is going on? I mean, it was to the point of you're, you know, taking the gut test where you're storing your pee in the jugs and you're scooping your poop and you're just praying, you know? So I really went down the next journey of, all right, so I'm healing my body. That's step one for me. Now I have to heal apparently my mind, my past, my trauma. I started, Chrissy and I started walking and talking and I was like, I really need to like write this out or something, right? Like this is like, this is top of mind. Why, why is my hip hurt for 17 years, right? So <laughs> I started to breathe. I started to turn inward. I started to write. And that was how our first book, Goldify, came. Our nutritionist came and was like, I think you should start a podcast about your journey with your health. That was how the Heal Your Life With Us podcast came. I started to open my throat chakra and speak my truth for the first time in 40 years. I mean, we're talking like I had never actually shared anything with anyone. I was pushing down those emotions, locking them up inside. My heart center was closed. You weren't coming. I was tough, right? <laughs> I had built up this entire thing against pain and I had owned it. She was part of me. That pain was everything to me. I joke with Chrissy that like, she was on my Christmas card list. She came to all holiday dinners. I mean, she <laughs> moved in, right? And I had to break up with her. I had to break up with this victimhood of feel bad for me. I'm in pain. Like everywhere I went, I was like, I can't do that today. I'm in pain. And I had to break free from that. And meditation and breath work was the thing that set me free because it's the one thing you can control, right? It's uh, your breath is and I know we're not supposed to be able to control things, but I want to. So I wanted to control <laughs> my breath. I wanted to control something. So it brought some intuitive hits that I did not see coming. And I had a very amazing journey to energy healing through that as well, which we can get into after if, if you wanted to know about the meditation and breath work. But Reiki has been an integral part of my healing. Like I would mm -hmm. say 50% body 50% energy healing has been how I got out of my chronic pain. And now I am at, I'd say maybe 10% pain, probably a normal person's aches and pains per day. And I've been pain-free since um, just April of this year. So it's wow. awesome. It's, it's like, I'm still like every day I'm like, ah, still here? <laughs> yeah. And it's so, hard uh, too, because sometimes it can come in flares. It's just like, yeah. I totally understand. That's crazy. That if it's something that I know, you know, if I want to kind of go off the deep end a little bit and go crazy, you know, like have some French fries and, a, you know, a little bit of extra <laughs> weird sugar, like I know, all right, I can take the digest gold, I can move my body through this, I can go to my sauna, I have a little portable sauna, I can sweat out those, you know, oh, yeah. there are tools that I have in my toolbox that I have been 
literally culminating for 30 years and they work. So I'm armed now, you know? Yeah. Like you know how to respond. Yeah. I know how to respond and I know what triggers it. And, you know, it's almost like I can, I can live with this, I don't know, journey now. And now I've been called to share it with others. So it's just a beautiful thing. I never wanted to do that. I was like, no, uh-uh. I'm changing my story. I don't care. Like I'm, I'm in pain. Nobody knows. And now my calling is like, nope, you're literally going to share this with everybody. So, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. As a recovering awesome. perfectionist is how I self-identify. A lot of your story <laughs> resonates with me. I was like, I'm sure. Oh, like I love that idea of like, oh, but I can control my breath and like this can be mm. a tool for me. So I'm into it. Mm. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I'm not sure if that's how we're supposed to think of it, but that's what works for me sometimes. And sometimes the breath controls <laughs> it me. Works. It's you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's like, no, Kaylin, you're not gonna do these nine emails. You're not gonna answer that. You're gonna get out of here, you're gonna breathe, and nothing else is going to happen right now. So sometimes it's reverse. So Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Your doctor saw your TPO at over four hundred, which is very, very high for those who are not familiar. Oh, uh, no. Hold on one second. My TPO were 5,000. Oh, I thought you said 400. Oh, five. It was 400. Then again, steadily, steadily, wow. steadily worse. Oh, yeah, girl. Did, my... And your doctor didn't want to do anything? Uh, well, at this point, I was working on the nutrition program. Okay. So we did do – it was like uh, – tug of war. It was like, I would try something and it would boost them up. It was very gut related. Right. Mm -hmm. So my TPO really were, I mean, we're talking, but when you get that test and it says 5,000, you're like, okay, I, this is it. Like I had a a thyroid nodule that was 2.3 centimeters. And my doctor said, this is extremely high risk for cancer. You need a biopsy and you need to get it removed right now. And I had to make that choice. And I chose, no, I was like, no, I'm going to shrink it. I'm going to do this naturally. I'm not cutting my thyroid. I'm not cutting it out. I need this. And that was the hardest decision ever. I had so much pressure from everyone, everyone. And I got it down. I got it down from 11 T-Red score to a five. We're still working on her, but you just, you can't jump at those diagnoses, you know? That's really incredible. And I mean, you're taking the hard road, really. Maybe I shouldn't use the word hard. A very much no, challenging, difficult, like all the things. So hard. Um, but I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say yeah. it's easy. It's not easy if you are not determined. Also, you know, if you live in pain for 30 years, it's a little bit of a motivator. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you're like, you know, I don't. Yeah. Want Some this people to don't live in pain. pain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people accept these things as their norm and they're just like, forget about it. Like, this is just how it is yeah. for me. And I think that these stories are so powerful because not only does this not have to be your norm. But you can go about healing it in a way that feels aligned and right for you. you yeah, know, it doesn't have and, to. Be and you learn with it. It's it's the craziest thing. You you're set out to fix something, and it evolves into this like spiritual enlightenment journey that you're like, how did I get here? Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like all I wanted to do was just maybe give up bread, and now all of a sudden I'm teaching meditation courses. Like how is this happening? So from point A to point B, how long was it? Like from okay. diagnosis to like here you are today, teaching, sharing all the things. 2016, I got the diagnosis with 400 TPO. Then it began the journey to, I think I did the journey in 2020 with actually like addressing the thyroid issues and the inflammation, making the major changes. By 2022 is when I saw 
the effects. It takes a long time to heal your thyroid. But honestly, though, like that's when you put it in perspective, a lifetime of struggle really in two years of commitment. Yeah. Like I I have to remember that. A lot of people tell me that they're like, well, you know, 20 years of self-sabotage and you're trying to do this in one. (laughs) You need to calm down because I get impatient, you know. I think we see the same thing with like, and this is a little more zoomed out, but like the weight loss or trying to gain muscle and stuff. It's like, hey, you know, like if, if it took you, you know, 10 years to weigh a certain amount, it's going to take you longer than six weeks, you know, and same thing where, hey, like, yeah, you want to bench 315, but you got to bench 135 first. You got to bench 225. Yeah, exactly. You know? uh, yeah, yeah. Humans are just impatient. It, you know? Very impatient. And, <laughs> yeah. and I just watched the, the, the weight fall off. It was, I think, I don't know, maybe 30 pounds or so, but 30 pounds for someone, you know, that's 5'3 is a lot. And that also, of course, helped with inflammation, everything. But I made a vow to increase muscle mass because I've never been able to work out, right? You can't work out when you have this ligament issue. It was like I couldn't do anything but walk. So this year I started push-ups. We have very flabby arms in my family. And I was like, (laughs) I'm going to get Linda Hamilton, Terminator 2 arms, and I'm going in. And I have done push-ups every single day, give or take a few days. And like, you talk about building muscle. It took me like four months yeah <laughs> Stop. you know it's like these little tiny muscles are only like an inch <laughs> we don't give enough credit oh. for i think some of those things that that happen so oh. i want to hear more about the type of meditation you do mindfulness meditation oh. tell me more about that So I was drawn to mindfulness meditation because I was suffering from anxiety for a good 25 years, I would say. It was pretty crippling because pain can be very fearful. I lived in fear for many, many years and that ran my life. And mindfulness meditation specifically talks about slowing down racing thoughts, letting go of negativity, calming your mind. It's very much being present in the now. It involves your mental state of being focused and just sort of like that Zen, you know, moment of, okay, we're going to calm. There are meditations that can bring you up. There's even, you know, screaming and shouting meditations for trauma. I mean, there's all different kinds, but I wanted to calm the monkey mind and figure out how to way to just just stop that train of rumination, just stop the worry. And so mindfulness meditation allows you to combine meditation and mindfulness. So when you're mindful of something, if you're totally conscious of it, everything is part of it, your decisions, your actions, your reactions, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't just go into something and say, all right, I'm going to meditate now, which is what I did for 16 years. I just was like, am I doing it right? What's happening? And then finally, like on the 18th year or something, it clicked and it was like, ah, surrender. You don't need to time it. You don't need to do this. You need to ask yourself some questions. Listen for the answer. So it was a total 180 from what I thought I was supposed to be doing. So when I got certified in it, um, my basically my teacher was like, listen, if you are going to be mindful about this, you have to shut off some things, but you also have to be open to what comes up. Because we're not really trying to stop the monkey mind, which is what I was doing for so long. What we're trying to do is tune into it and listen mm-hmm. to it. What's it actually saying? Because it has messages, right? And so once I stopped shunning that rumination and 
regulating the anxiety with some of my supplements, I was able to actually get some answers. So that's sort of what mindfulness meditation is all about is trusting in the silence and the turning inward and calming down, which as you can probably see, I'm not very good at calming down and slowing (laughs) down. I don't like to, I want to go, go, go. I love, I've always had so much energy. And so this was a huge challenge for me. Let me tell you this meditation. And now I can't live a day. I do it three times a day. I cannot go a day without it. So you mentioned there are things you like kind of want to set aside and then other things that you, it's okay to come up and go into deep inquiry. So what would be like some examples of each that you would in the meditative state, like you would try to do that with? Yeah. So our mind, when we first get into things, it's always about what do we have to do next? We always say to ourselves, okay, well, I got to get the chicken out for dinner and I have to do that. I have to send that email on next Wednesday. I have this. And so the first thing you have to do is sort of pull yourself into presence. And the way that I do that, I do Dr. Joe, sorry, Dr. Jose Silva. It's called a mind control method. I count down backwards from a hundred, which is not as easy as you think. And <laughs> I automatically you, started trying to do it in my head and I was like, yeah, no, was like, that's like, too hard. Like, <laughs> okay. So it takes you really hard focus to do it. And as I'm counting down, I imagine myself in my most happiest state. Mine is at the beach. I have a picture in my mind just in the waves, listening, and I, you're imagining yourself in just this beautiful space. So you really have to stop that, what am I supposed to be doing next? I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to do this. And I, when I count down, I get down to five, and I say, by the time I'm at zero, I'll be calm. I'll be better and better. I'm healthier and healthier. I'm in my best state. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. And then I breathe, and I just sort of really, truly let what is there be there. And if I do say, all right, I have this, I go again. Sometimes it takes two, three times. That's okay. But now as I practice the meditation practice, now that I'm there, I do feel that if it's a thought about something emotionally unsettling, for instance, differences, your grocery list versus I shouldn't have said that to my best friend that's okay to think about because that's what needs to clear. That's what needs to process and express. So if you're saying, man, I really feel like I should apologize for that, that's your answer. That's what you get out of that meditation. That's what your body needed to hear, okay? But if you're thinking, I have to go grocery shopping, your body doesn't care about that, (laughs) okay? I mean, we care, but not that, I gotta eat. Yeah. So you really have to go, it's a little bit of layers deep. Like if it's emotional, I think it's okay to think about that. You know, don't room, if you find yourself going over and over and over, that's ego, that's the mind, that's the intellect trying to come in. So you have to just say, thank you for showing me this. Like, thank you. I appreciate that. Show me the answer, turning it over to you, divine, like show me the answer. And then it kind of comes through, maybe not right then, maybe it's at the end or whatever it is, but there's a big difference between ruminating and then just going over things you can't control, like your day or, you know, what your schedule, things like that. So. Kaylin, quick question. So this, this like, um, visualizing your happy place and then counting down from five to zero, like. Because I want to put in into perspective like how I don't want to say how easy, but how much time it actually takes to like slow down. It's like how how long does that take for? And I know it's it comes with practice, right? Like before, maybe it took an hour. We'd be like, man, I just got a lot of things. But like, what is that? What did that used to take? What does it take now? 
Um, and then, yeah, if you could speak to that would be like, yeah, great. good question. Because at the beginning, I always thought that you needed to be the girl in the forest with the, you the know, brook. flower yeah. crown for three and a half hours <laughs> by a tree, you know, but you don't, you really don't like, it's much more, it's not as mystical as that. You literally can just get into the zone. However, whenever you can, if you start with one minute, please do it. But technically in my certification, what I learned is it takes the mind and the brain at least eight minutes to get into the zone. Now, I, of course, being the person that I am, wanted to beat that. So I was like, how can I cut that down? I got 10 minutes on my lunch break. Let's go. Um, but uh, I would say overall, at least you're looking at, you know, five, even the masters. I mean, some of these yogis, they slip in in 30 seconds. But what I think the normal person, I mean, depending on what you're going through, what you ate that day, how much you slept, everything plays a role. If my chakras are imbalanced, it's a big, it's, it takes an overhaul to get in there. But if I find that if I go down from 100 to zero, and apparently then you are in what's called the alpha state, that's what Dr. Jose Silva calls it, you can then just live there for a little bit and, and allow your brain to calm down and it will naturally. I think personally, you're not always supposed to use technology is what I'm learning, but noise canceling headphones, listening to the ocean, a breathing app is wonderful. Just listening to the up and down, um, you know, making sure that your maybe your hand is on your belly. Those are all little things that you can do to help you. But if you're rushing around, if you're not seated, if you're, you know, if you maybe you didn't close your eyes, you know, things like that, I think they all play a role. For me, I think at least five minutes now, but I love it. Like I go in, my minimum meditation is 15 minutes. And then, so I do it right in the morning for about 30 it's like the first thing I do when I wake up. I have a wonderful, I'm actually a meditation teacher on the Insight Timer app. Wonderful app. It has everything that you need. Mm -hmm. And then at lunch, I go outside, I ground right in the sun, eyes to the sun, literally meditation to the sun. And then about 45 minutes to an hour every night. So the nighttime one is just crucial for sleep. So Yeah. Yeah. Was, we were uh, just talking uh, off air about how um, a snack episode got posted where I talk about like the mobility and the, um, foam rolling at night, but like part of it is just like the practice of just kind of settling down, yeah. breathing into it and yeah. kind of relaxing. But I wanted to ask about the time because I mean, I, I <laughs> hate myself, I guess. So I work in a lot of like high pressure environments, high like pressure scenarios where, you know, these are the best of the best people and everything matters and blah, blah, blah. Ooh. And, at the same time, it's like, and there are times where I'm like very stressed, right? Like these things have to get done. The team needs to win. This fighter needs to win. And, mm. you know, things that like you're putting a lot of energy and time into. And um, it seems like if you don't, if you stop working, the the whole world will fall apart. Oh, I And there. there are times where I'll just like sit there at the desk and, you know, it's like noise is just kind of going all the place. And I'm like, okay, I can take five minutes and kind of just like, zone out or think about other things and it's it's really hard to maybe do that at first because you're like oh yeah. my boss is going to see me not working for five minutes or yeah. something's going to pop up and yeah of course something may pop up but you have to take the time when you can to kind of just yeah. relax breathe yeah. and yeah it's not going to be 45 minutes to an no. hour at work right no, but like it's not. maybe it's just that that little time where you're like i'm going to take a lap and I'm just going to like 
do what I'm going to do and relax and breathe and come back. But yeah, yeah just like thinking about your eight hour, 12 hour day, like yeah. you can find five minutes to just yeah. kind of like sit in yourself and be like, okay, like what do I need right now? Yeah. And maybe that helps the next six hours or like oh, maybe it, it helps the last three hours where you're like, I really got to hone in. Um, but it's just something that like, not that you need permission to do it, right? But if you've always been like, well, like I can't do it at work. Go, go, go. You can. Yeah. You got to do it. And let me tell you something, dude, nobody cares. Like, <laughs> you can go. <laughs> if it doesn't get answered in five minutes, you are still going to go, but you're going to be there. They're going to get that answer. And your nothing takes priority more than your health. You showing up for yourself is the best tool you can put in your entrepreneurial belt, right? Like your financial belt, because that five minutes that you took, even sitting back in your chair, you don't even have to leave closing your eyes, maybe putting some, you know, YouTube frequency, Solfeggio's frequencies on, and you just tuning that out for one second, you're going to get answers about something that happened at work that day that you didn't even know you needed, right? And that pressure that you have from work is probably the fuel that keeps you going, it's like, okay, like I'm going to work harder, but that meditation moment, even five minutes is what your whole soul needs to get it done. Yeah. yeah. And you're right. It's, it's about management. I'll tell you what helped me in the beginning. Cause I'm a big uh, calendar girl. Uh, I put little reminders all over. I put, uh, in the morning, I have a little cute emoji that says meditation, my good morning, beautiful, like meditation time, 10 minutes. I have a literal block on my calendar at work that says lunch ground, meditate, get up and go. No matter what you do not accept meetings at this time. That's it. Like if they want me, they rearrange their schedule to get me. And it's important for me to have that. Otherwise, when I come back, I can't write. I can't do that. Yeah. If you want me to perform, I got to meditate. I got to breathe. Yeah. You know, and now it's become a thing in our home where, you know, before we make big decisions, we're like, okay, well, I'm just going to go breathe about it for a little bit. So mm -hmm. you can do that too. So calendar appointments, reminders, tasks, use the tech. Yeah. Yes. I love it. I agree. Yeah. This is a, this yeah. is so common. Like I see a lot of people even skipping meals at work. Oh. Mm -hmm. I think that like corporate America, especially, there's this false sense of urgency. Like God, everyone acts like so everything false. is urgent, and I'm like, this is <laughs> not urgent. And, yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's like a little bit of discernment too, and like feeling confident enough to be like, the world is not going to burn if I step away yeah. for 15 to 20 minutes to eat lunch, breathe, and just be in my own energy. So I think I've even important. started telling people like, I'm going to go take a walk around the block y'all. And they like respect me. They're like, really? You're going to go on a walk. You can do yeah. that. And I'm like, yes, yeah. please do that. Yeah. Lead by example. <laughs> yeah. I think you got to. Yeah. You got people, to. people, I think need do need like kind of that permission slip. Like Rose yeah. said, we're in a good time too. This is a beautiful year of, I don't know. Everybody's kind of waking up a little bit. Little health things are, things are changing. Voices are being heard. You know, it's a little. It's the time where mental health is apparent, and people are really realizing you can't hustle till you die. Yeah, you gotta have that breath, right? Yeah, so. I think some of that was from COVID, and then also that we're yeah. in late stage capitalism, and the world is burning. So it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, one of the uh, my favorite sayings is like, "The work will always be there. Like you, it. It, it will never stop. So like That's you it. can and should take should. five minutes, a night off, a weekend. Yeah. Like because if not, like it will not stop, it and won't. you will get 
just ground to death. So yeah, well, I, I worked three jobs at one time and I ground myself yeah, down to disease. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 You get sick. And I think um, like, so I think that some businesses, I don't know, there's a big, I'm wincing for anyone who's just listening. Some businesses, I think, are starting to realize that you, if you're just going to grind your employees into the pavement, they're, it's not going to work. And you have no. to give them support and different options. And I know companies are doing things like corporate wellness programs. I help support some startups yeah. with like holistic health and like giving workshops. So I think hopefully we start to see this like you're only really as good as your weakest link, I think is so true. So how can we like lift everyone up? We don't want everyone stressed and miserable and sick because they're not really going to be supporting the forward movement of the business. That's it. That's it. Leadership too. CEOs, everybody needs to breathe. Yeah. So talk to us more about breathwork now. Do you use your breathwork and meditation together or are these different practices for you? Yeah, good question. So I started with meditation first because I knew nothing, right? It was like, let me just get here. I didn't know that breathing had to do with it. In fact, breathing was the hard part of it. And then I combined them after my certification and realized how important they were together. So my breathwork is Anjali breathwork, which is just controlled breath. It just means controlled breath. <laughs> There's my control again. <laughs> and so <laughs> basically the box breath, if you think about it, in for four, hold mm. for four, out for four, hold for four. So that's the basic core. So that's how I started, right? was just literally to calm myself into the point of this is the only thing to focus on rather than the grocery list and the to-dos. You have to count and you have to focus. Again, with the counting, I guess apparently counting helps me. So, <laughs> you know, the breath work that I do is in what I learned through um, the book Breath by James Nestor. I think. Great book. Yeah. Um, yeah, great book. I was like, oh, I'm never breathing through my mouth ever again. But <sighs> You can in breath work. So, and it's encouraged. So I went through an evolution of the controlled Anjali breath work, which is really what I teach on my guided meditations and breath work sessions, because it's part of the mental side of it. So but what I learned is, wow, is it healing your immune system? The deeper the breath, the longer the exhale, the more cell regeneration, the calmer your nervous system. Like I was healing my ligaments with every breath. We've learned in this world to breathe in our chest. I didn't know I was supposed to breathe in my belly. I had to teach myself that. That's ridiculous. So controlling that and then slowly. So the longer the breath out, that's kind of how I start. So it'll be like that same controlled. And then I move into longer exhales. Then when I want to get really immune boosting and sassy, I do the breath of fire, the mm. pranayama breath of fire. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but very short inhale, exhale. Like you can't control anything. It's just going, going, going. And I do that for about five minutes. And after that, it's like having a cup of coffee. I was going to say, I swear <laughs> to God, you feel high after that. Five <laughs> minutes. It's a long time. <laughs> like, am I going to pass out or am I going to float away? Like, I don't even know what's happening. This is what the, you know, drugs must feel like. Like this is really happening in my body. So I love Breath of Fire. I do it in the morning before my walks, and I just feel like it's a good wake-me-up. And I do feel like that one really helps to heal the cellular growth. So I do a little bit of both. And I'm just learning about – I've had several uh, breathwork instructors t tell me that I'm trying to control my exhale. And so 
I just try to like let it go. Like if it sighs out and if it plumes out, if it plus out, like I have to just let it be what it is. I'm so controlled with it that I have to surrender. So that those are the three sort of breathwork styles. It's funny you mentioned the the trying to control the exhale because um, <clears throat> I don't know if I don't know how many people know this, but the the way we breathe is like it's a muscle contraction occurs so that your diaphragm moves down. And we don't actually like, it's a weird concept. We don't suck anything in. It's just that the change in pressure allows for air to flow in. And so when you exhale, all you're doing is letting those muscles relax. So every time you're like trying to think of like, oh, let me just like try and like control. And sometimes like when we're thinking about meditation and breathing, like it is good to practice controlling that. Like it's important, especially if you are in an aerobic sport where you know the oxygen demands are high and you have to be able to control that but think about like the the work comes in the inhale like the physical work and then the exhale when you're just like <sighs> you're like let it out because yeah. that's your body literally being like we're we're contracting and now we're relaxing that's it um and i think that's that's like it's it's just opposite thinking because i think people think like like let me try right. and like exhale and blow everything out yeah. but like the natural state is for it to relax. And when you start blowing out more, right, then you're contracting other muscles to squeeze out uh, air. But it's all just like a pressure gradient. And you being able to relax is that breathing out portion. That I couldn't have said it better. We are pressure cookers, (laughs) literally. And sometimes when I breathe out, it was like, how long have I been holding on to this? And you have like this here and you're like, oh my gosh, like that was just an exhale. Wow. And I can really set that down after 30 years. Like yeah. sometimes I call it the divine exhale because it is just when you really truly let it go, your body knows. It knows you've let this go. You're here. You're in the zone. And now you can just flow. And that's all you really want is that flow state. You know, you're trying to get to that flow state and you can't do that if you're holding on and counting and going and pushing and resisting. It's like, no, Kaylin, you just have to let it all go. So, yeah. One of the things you brought up earlier that I kind of wanted to circle back to is this idea that for you, you had to build a lot of self-trust and like learn to trust yourself again and stop fighting your body. Can you share a little bit about what that was like for you? And and maybe someone listening isn't even sure what we mean by like building trust within yourself. So, Yes. Wow. Okay. So for those of you that are working on yourself, we'll start with, say you're working on, you know, who you are, right? You're finding your purpose. You're adjusting your diet. You're, you're, you're tuning in to who you truly are, not what people say that you are, not what people have grown up, you know, you're raised as. Well, I was, had a very big epiphany and realized that I did not trust not only the physical part of my body, but I didn't really trust myself to make decisions to like, is this supplement good for me? Like I didn't know, oh, I'm having a stomach ache from eating that. And so by trial and error, I learned to literally go in and learn what is a gut instinct? What is intuition? I'm literally on this long, long journey of strengthening my intuition, but I literally had boxed up my intuition and put it away and said, nope, 
you're not going to trust that. And I think a lot of people do when they're people pleasers, when they are just trying to like keep that job, you know, keep that relationship, don't say what you really want to say. And I started finally to say, okay, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to take this. I'm going to walk here. How does that feel? Instead of what should happen, I should feel good. I should feel bad. I asked myself, how does that feel in my body? And the answers were shocking. It was like, wow, you're waking up to this finally. It was like my body was like, thank you. Welcome back, girl. You've been in separate rooms for 30 years. And so it was like this oh, okay, so I can trust myself again. And what I started to do is I would give myself tests. It would be like, all right, Kaylin, let's go out into the world today, right? I'm going to trust that I'm on the right path. I'm going in the right places. I'm meeting the right people. And then things started to fall into place. It was like the supplements started to make the stomach aches go away. The anxiety started to fall away because I opened the door to that gut instinct, that intuition where it was like, you cannot be scared anymore. I was so scared to put any bite of food into my mouth that I would say, I hope this doesn't give me a stomachache. I had to change the narrative of my brain and say, thank you for this beautiful food. May it nourish my soul. And those words started to reprogram. And let me tell you, it's all about reprogramming. So if you're learning to trust yourself, you have to ask yourself, how do I speak to myself? How do I look in the mirror and say this? How am I doing this behind closed doors at nighttime? You know, sure, we're all a little unkind to ourselves at times, but I mean, I was horrible to myself. And so I changed the narrative, which is what my new book is all about, changing your story. And I started realizing my brain is listening. My body is listening to everything I say. Words are spells. And so you are casting that out. And when I started to just tell myself, I fake it till you make it. I don't even know what you got to do, but you got to just say it until your brain is like, I believe you, girl. You can go out there and you can trust in this. And I believe you, but it's, it's all has to do with fear. And on the Heal Your Life With Us podcast, we did an, an entire one on fear. And you will be surprised if you did a fear audit in your life, how much crap you're afraid of. I was shocked. I'm afraid of so many things. And I started to let those fall away and I lost relationships and I lost the toxicity and I stood up for myself and people didn't like it. And all of those things happen that they say are going to happen. But you know what? At the end of the day, I can trust that what, like I can literally walk into a room and be like, nope, that's not for me. I know your energy. I know your energy. I can feel it. I know this food's okay. Like I finally have opened the door where I'm like, okay, like I can totally trust in this. And it takes strengthening. It's just like meditation because if you're closed and you're angry, you're not trusting, you're living back in fear again. So it really is letting go of fear and a lot of reprogramming. You know, I don't know if that's affirmations for you or breath work or just literally catching yourself. Gratitude was a good one for me to get back to because every time I was getting pissy, I was like, nope, you're grateful for this body. You are grateful for this body. <laughs> and I would just just kill her with kindness. So Yeah. Because I yeah, took a lot. I was very angry at her for a long time. Yeah. So. Yeah. The gratitude one is so so great, especially for for me because, you know, uh, I have a history of like back surgeries and mm-hmm. pain physically because I've done stupid things. But like – there's just those days where it's like, man, I like I don't feel 
great or I don't, you know, because you can feel bad and still lift and good and lift and great and lift. It's like, this is, it was not a great day. It's like, hey, but we moved. We're good. You know, like it's it's so great. And when we talked to, it's kind of circling back to something you were talking about, but we talked to Chrissy and we talked about like energy and how like your energy can, can affect other people. Your thoughts can affect other people. But so many people like don't think about how, how badly you can hurt yourself just by the negative imagery and the negative thoughts. Like if you think you don't deserve good things to happen to you, good things are not going to happen to you. That's it. And it's, it's such a like a woo thought, but it's still like it's, it's real because if you feel that way, you're not going to go try to go out for the promotion. You're not going to try and meet someone. You're not going to try and build this business or something like all of these limiting thoughts like can really mess up your own life. And then the worst part is that you did that to yourself because oh you did not trust in you and you didn't have like the good enough energy about yourself to like change your life. And I mean, I just hate to look back at like 90 and be like, wow, I imposed every bad thing on me because I did not think positively. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, I was in my own way. Yeah. And, And when I realized that, you go through a whole thing of getting mad at yourself for that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So I just put myself through all of that. And then you go through sadness because you're like, I could have had all these years. Mm. But then, you know, that lives in your ligaments. That lives in your bones. That lives in your energy points. So I had to process and express. And that took so many things. Sound healing events, like energy healing, like my own writing and, and cathartic journaling and grounding. I mean, you're talking like the toolkit of all toolkits. It's not one thing that's ever going to get you out of pain. You know, you got to manifest the crap out of your life. Even if you don't believe it or not, pray, manifest, whatever you call it, your brain and your body is listening. So you better figure out what you want. Otherwise it's like, I don't know which way to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I live by that. I'm, I knew like kind of, was a manifester before manifesting was cool. I want to say, I feel like I'm the organic (laughs) manifester, Um, but it has morphed and changed. Now it's basically my manifestation just lives in gratitude. Like I just say, like, I'm so grateful that I have this podcast with y'all. Like, because that's really what you're doing. You're just speaking out your gratitude for it. And then it's amplifying even more because you're so grateful for it. So if you add a little gratitude spin to your manifestations or your prayers, it could change a little bit for you it's like that term they always say like you co-create your reality like that's what they mean is like you're sowing those seeds in your mind with your thoughts with your words then with your actions like it's all connected it's amazing how things lead to other things if you just are open it, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't know that I would be guiding people in meditations. We did an earthing retreat where I guided 30 people and I'm sitting there going, how did I get here? Right. And that humbleness will be forever in my heart because I was on the other side. I was the girl that was like, please fix me. Right. And so I think we should just uh, honor the journey wherever we are. If you're just starting out or if you have no idea but the decisions that you make do need to be conscious. Like, are you on cruise control? Are you aware that you're talking like that? Are you aware of your thoughts? Like, I wasn't for a long time, you know? So, Well, I want to hear about your book, Change Your Story, because it sounds like yeah. it's kind of connected to all this. So tell me more. Yeah. So I decided to share everything that I tried to heal myself. I 
have tried so many things. And so I documented, <laughs> there's about 30 chapters, everything from food, nutrition, to hypnotism, to shamanic, you know, practices, to learning from energy and, you know, ashwagandha even, right? It's like all of the things it's take it or leave it. Like, you know, I hope people take some gems. There's a lot of mindset work in there, but a lot of it really has to do with changing your story, meaning don't accept it, right? If you get a diagnosis, don't just roll over and say, well, this is it. Cause that's what I did. I was like, well, I got the doomsday sentence and you know, yeah. I guess I'm just going to be in pain for the rest of my life. And I, I decided on my own to change my own story and everyone can do that. They just don't maybe know about the tools. Like you mentioned the foam roller, like that's in there, you know, like cervical traction unit, Theragun, like we're talking things and tools to get you through each day, each minute. And then the big things like, you know, meditation and breath work and everything I tried. So there's some, there's some gems in there. There's a lot of, uh, journaling of through my pain. So in the throes of pain, I would write. And so I included some of those journals in there just to help people see how dark it can get and uh, how much of a war it can be with yourself uh, to just get past that. So if you're in pain, you know, you're not alone. Literally, it can feel very isolating because no one really understands what chronic pain is. And so uh, I was hoping to, to really resonate and connect with people through that pain journey. And to just give them hope, you know, I never thought I could do it. So here I am talking to you all about this and I'm on the other side and I'm like, come join me. Like you can, you can do yeah. this. You've got some tools, you know, you've got a support system, you know, so. I think that's super helpful that it's includes like, Hey, this is, this is the war chest that like got me yeah. through to the other side. And it's interesting because, you know, having a, like just every, you know, like I'll just use Hashimoto's because it's simple. A lot of people have that diagnosis, but what helped me might may or may not help you. And your favorite yeah. tools might be different than what helps the next person. So I think it's really right. cool to just hear everyone's journey and what people have tried. Yeah. And I included what didn't work for me too. So people can see the flip side of it. Like I really, really tried everything. I mean, the amount of books I read and as a self-learner and self-healer, it's like, you don't stop. It's not like you're going to get one thing and that's ever the answer. So it's a combination of all of the things and your body will tell you when things don't work, right? So I tried yes. to include the things that didn't work for me as well. And then I'm asking them if it worked for you, please share, right? I'm, I'm forever the learner. So yeah. I hope it can help people. I really do. Because if I had that tool when I was younger, whew, I mean, we can't go back and play that game. <laughs> this shit it was good at, but, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, also, I think from what I've gathered, you were pretty stubborn. So I think you would have been like, wow, what a terrible book. Yeah. <laughs> I can do this better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So also, um, share a little bit about your podcast, Heal Your Life With Us. Ah, my pride and joy. Uh, Chrissy and I share our journey. It's actually quite comical because there are several things on this journey that are not pretty. They're so ugly and gross and part of the, being a human. Um, and so our nutritionist came to us and what really wants to build a community of healing naturally, right? That's really the core of it is just 
hey, you can do this naturally. You don't need to get the surgery or do the biopsy. You can do it through food and all of the things. And so we started there. And of course, it evolved to a little spiritual, a little community, you know. Um, and whenever we get on there, we totally speak our 100% truth. Like we will get off there and be like, what did I just say that is out into the world? And it's terrifying. And when you are very vulnerable and you're very transparent, much like you know on this podcast, it changes who you are. And so that podcast was a core part of my healing. I would say that I would not be out of pain without that podcast. It is the reason that the thyroid is messed up is because you are not speaking your truth. So it was one of the huge tools in, in my tool belt that I'm forever grateful for. And now, so we are booked out through guests through 2024. Like wow. I can't wow, awesome. understand what is happening. And then, you know, 80,000 views on YouTube, like it's all beautiful. Like it's a, it's an, a beautiful unfoldment of um, hopefully the help that we needed to get back then and take it or leave it. It's one of those things like take it, take, get some gems from it, right? We could talk about everything from food to relationships, to spirituality, to energy. I mean, it's, it's the life is a big thing to heal sometimes, you know, not that we're broken, but it's, uh, it's, there's always some healing to do. Sure. So, yeah, yeah. that's super, super beautiful. I love that it was a part of your own healing while sharing oh. and encouraging others on their path of healing. Like, yeah. I think that's still is still is. I mean, we, we will get on there and have episodes, um, that are still helping me today. Right. Like you're always going to have little things that are traumatic, right? Your relationships are always going to be a little rocky. And so all of those things have helped me tremendously. We've even worked some things right out on the air. Like, wow, we just solved <laughs> that one on episode 30. All right. So. <laughs> I'm grateful. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Well, do you mind sharing where people can connect with you and what you're currently up to, how people can work with you? Yes. So anywhere you listen, we are at Heal Your Life With Us podcast, YouTube and Inker at Spotify and all of the good ones. We are on Eventbrite. Chrissy and I host monthly healing events, virtual energy healing with guided meditation and Reiki, which is Reiki, which those are amazing. We are hosting our 777 virtual spiritual retreat with seven spiritual leaders across seven days and seven sessions. That's going to be magical. That is October. Everything from Reiki to yoga to detox to hormones. So that'll be great. And yeah, Goldify and Change Your Story are out on Amazon and we are, we're not stopping. We're just going to keep awesome. going. Like healyourlifewithus.com is where you can find our shop. We have a bunch of free resources that have helped us. We have a whole list of book recommendations that I really, really recommend to check out, but really we're here to help you. So, you know, just even reaching out to us, you know, just at Gmail, just reach out and ask us and we're happy to share our journey. So exciting. I'm so glad that we connected through Me the too. interwebs and they brought us together. I just think that what you do and the podcast and everything is really, really important. And it's really nice to see people sharing their truth and their story with such authenticity. So thank you. Thank yeah. you. Same back at you. I loved your story as well. And I still really want to come to Costa Rica. So we're going to make it happen. <laughs> on my list. Don't they all. I know. Don't I'm they going all. to make it happen. Yeah. And we will link all the things in the show notes too. So you can get more of Kaylin. And um, I love that you guys have YouTube, like your breathwork yeah. channel. So I think that's really great. We'll make sure to link all that in the show notes for everyone. Thank yeah. you so much. Awesome. Well, on that note, Ro, would you like to take us out? 
Yes, let's do it. Cue that music. Peace out, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Health Unfiltered podcast. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform, rate the podcast, and share this episode. Connect with me, Dr. Alzola, on Instagram at ROI Health. For more details on all things sports and human performance coaching, visit GetROIHealth.com. You can find me, Brooke West, on Instagram at WestNutrition.co. For all the ways we can work together on nutrition and holistic health, visit WestNutrition.co. And don't forget to send us your epic questions of the week on Instagram at HealthUnfilteredPod. Catch you next time.